Well, we got some good news, some not so good news for the Hoosiers on the injury front on Monday. Certainly a lot to talk about as we kind of move forward past that horrendous Penn State game. Jared joins me today as we have a bit of a discussion on where the Hoosiers are offensively, defensively, and how they can kind of salvage this season coming up. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Tuesday, October 5th. We are back to some form of normalcy as I am joined by Jared today on today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers, your daily source for IU Athletic News. I am, as always, Jacob Rude. Uh, Jared, how did you handle the, uh, I don't even know what to call it, Facebook, Instagram, the social media shutdown for the day? Um, By spending it almost exclusively on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) by spending it almost exclusively on Twitter and also also refreshing my bank account after taking the under in that Penn State-Indiana game as well as taking Penn State with the spread. That was, yeah, that was easy money. (laughs) Yeah, we certainly said that. My worst habit is giving these recommendations and then not doing them myself. So I took uh, Penn State. That one seemed really easy. I did not take the under. Hell, I should have just parlayed them because I didn't think there was any chance IU was scoring that much. But alas, one of these days I'll eventually take my own um, advice. But we have quite a lot to talk about from that game. Michael Pinnock's injury update, some transfer news, some good injury updates regarding the defense. And we're going to try to talk about what is wrong with this offense. Uh, That is certainly a discussion that'll take multiple podcasts to get through, but we're going to have a little bit of that discussion today. Uh, Before we do that, be sure you guys are uh, heading over to our sponsor of today's show, Rock Auto, where they have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com, tell them Locked On sent you. Thanks for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day, and remember Locked On Hoosiers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Hoosiers. As I said, got some Michael Penix injury news. Not the worst case scenario. Uh, ultimately, it is ruled a left AC separation. Uh, did a bit of research, did a bit of asking some, some physical therapist friends. Uh, it's not an injury that there's kind of a baseline for. It depends on how severe the separation is, if there's any other injuries involved with it, which is why Indiana said he is considered week to week right now and that they are going to rehab it, that surgery is not the option, at least right now. It was a little interesting wording by Tom Allen, but right now they are not considering surgery. They think rehab will be enough. This is different than the 2019 season. It was a right sternoclavicular joint. Again, I certainly don't know what that is, but in 2019, he missed a season or his season was cut short because of an injury, but that was to the other shoulder. Ultimately, uh, Jared, I just come away from this more than anything, just feeling awful for Michael Penix that yet another injury has kind of, I don't know if it's ended his season early, but it's certainly um, stopped his season for now. 
Yeah. And look, on one hand, on one hand, you hate to be the guy and say, you know, obviously could have seen it coming because no one can see an injury coming. I know Michael Penix has been an injury prone quarterback, um, one of the most injury prone positions out there. But again, it's just, he's a 21 year old kid, 22 year old kid. You know, it's, it's tough at the end of the day, you know, he's just a kid um, trying to live out his dream. Uh, and it just, it just keeps getting, keeps getting taken away from him. And you saw last year what he could finally look like when he was healthy and confident and it's, it just keeps getting sapped from him. And I, I mean, even seeing how he performed this year, you wonder if last year's injury was kind of the breaking point mentally for him. Yeah. Um, and now this, obviously this just only piles on. So my thoughts are with you, Michael. Please, you know, you'll get you'll get through this. We'll all sort of get through this together and we're rooting for you. And we hope to see you in hope seeing Crimson and Cream again this season. Yeah, and it's certainly I mean, we'll we'll never know unless kind of Michael talks about it himself. But it, it certainly seemed like he just kind of was thinking about all those injuries at times this season, Uh, even if you can clear all the hurdles physically there's a lot of mental hurdles that I can't imagine he'll, he has to clear um, each time this kind of happens. And you're right. It, it just never seemed like mentally he was where he was and really physically for part of the year. Uh, he was where he was last season this year. Um, there was certainly something wrong and it wasn't even the shoulder injury. There was, there just felt like something was wrong in that Penn state game. They talked about his other knee, his left knee at one point. Um, again, I can only wish hope that he gets healthy. Hopefully he plays for the Hoosiers again. Uh, perhaps this season, like I said, they did not rule him out, but for now it's just well wishes on, on him getting healthy. This means now that Jack Tuttle will step in at quarterback. Uh, when it comes to backups, I would imagine there are few, um, better, safe for kind of those blue blood programs that always have five-star backup quarterbacks. But for the Hoosiers, this isn't really necessarily a step down. Um, just what are your kind of thoughts on, on Tuttle stepping in? We got a bit of a glimpse of him uh, against Penn State. Some good, some bad, but but what do you think of him stepping in as a starter now? I think at best it's a lateral move. Um, it, it would be one thing if Tuttle was a totally different type of quarterback then you could sort of see, you know, how maybe changing up the offense could, you know, could benefit the team, maybe some more read options, have the quarterback run if he was mobile. He's not, he doesn't provide more athleticism, um, doesn't really have a better arm, a little bit, maybe a little bit better of a deep ball, uh, just a pure deep ball. But even then it's, it's, it's not great. Um, I believe in Jack Tuttle as much as I believe in any Indiana quarterback. Honestly, he's, you know, he, he sort of gives off that carbon copy of an Indiana quarterback vibe. Um, but uh, unless he's, you know, coming in as some sort of athletic freak, which he's not, uh, you're not changing the offense. I don't think much around this move really, really changes things for Indiana. Um, obviously the ceiling is lowered. Um, the floor is lowered. Um, but there's it, from starter to backup, it's about as lateral a move as you can get, especially given the way that Michael was playing this season. 
Yeah, and I should say, officially, Jack Tuttle has not been named the starter. I probably should have led with that. Uh, but just kind of the vibe, I would imagine that they're going to consider Penix week to week all the way through next week. But um, I would be very surprised if it is not Tuttle in next week's Michigan State game. And that's just kind of the mindset I'm going to carry. Uh, I will be pleasantly surprised if Penix is out there, but um, I would imagine this staff is just going to kind of want him to get fully healthy, get back to as close as 100% as he can get, and uh, before they put him back out there, because we saw kind of what a not 100% Michael Penix looked like this year, and it wasn't good. So Jack Tuttle, as you said, is a lateral move. There are some positives. You talked about the deep ball, but then we saw the the interception he had was – I don't even really know how to describe that. We'll chalk that one up for now to not having work with the, the number one offense. He'll certainly, in that sense, there may not be a better time for this to happen because he's going to have two weeks to work with that number one offense. But there's a lot of issues with this offense right now, and I want to talk to you about that see if we can kind of figure out where the Hoosiers are going on that side of the ball. Before we do that, let's talk about prize picks. Uh, again, like I said yesterday, I hope you guys took the under in pretty much every prop that they offered for IU because I'd imagine all of them hit. Uh, prize picks is the leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more props than anyone in the world from the star players on the Power Fives to mid-majors that you probably haven't even heard of. They have every prop you can think of from yardage, touchdowns, interceptions thrown, receptions, whatever it is that you could imagine. All users that deposit and use promo code Locked On will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. They're giving you free money. Just use that promo code Locked On. The way it works, you pick two to five players, pick the over or under on their prop, and you can win up to 10 times your amount on any entry. Uh, they offer mixed sports entries as well. They have about every sport you could possibly imagine on there. So don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com and use promo code Locked On, or go to the App Store, download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. We also told you about Rock, Rock Auto at the beginning of the show. Uh, whether you have a Ford or a Fiat, these guys have you covered. There's nothing I have ever really liked about going to an auto parts store, and certainly not during a pandemic. So really, there's no need to do that when you can get all the parts you need at rockauto.com. Saves you time, saves you money. Uh, why choose to spend 30 50 100% more on parts when you can get them at rockauto.com. They're a family business, been serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years. So go explore their easy-to-use website today. Go to rockauto.com, use that promo code Locked On, or excuse me, tell them, uh, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. They have you guys covered. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Jared, something that has not been reliable this season has been that Hoosier offense. Just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that Penn State game and uh, just what you saw or I guess mainly didn't see from that offense. Um, well, my issues are that what I saw was exactly what I didn't want to see. 
Um, just a total inability to move the ball. Um, I mean, you know, even it was a bad omen when we had the ball. I think what was it from their nine yard line? We took we took over after that first interception, um, gained a little bit of momentum back. weren't able to punch it in. By the way, right decision to go for it. I will stand by that. Um, it's nice. I, I I think I texted it to you that it's nice that we at least have a coach that is going to try to win games as opposed to not try to lose them. Yeah. Um, I understand some people's mentality with, look, you're on the road to Penn State, take the points, live to see another possession. But I, I, I really do appreciate them going for that. And then, look, everything stems from the offensive line, e- ever, everything. And it's, look, the offensive line doesn't drop passes. I understand that. They don't run routes. I understand that. But the real concerning thing for me is this is now the second consecutive year that the offensive line has been, I wish I had a better word than horrendous, but it's been horrendous. Yeah. Um, so it's two straight years. And it's not like, you know, it's not like any other position in, in the sport where you can bring in one guy and he changes a lot for you. I mean, this is to change the offensive line. You need three guys minimum who can really come in and just start bullying other teams you, you know, it's college sports. You don't have free agency. You can't do that. You can't go out and splurge. And we're not Alabama. We're not Ohio State. We're not going to go out and get those five-star guys from all over the country. I mean, it, it really is a make wit, make the best of what you have situation. So I don't know, you know, at this point, I'm looking almost towards next year because what are we, five weeks in? We know what this offensive line is. No scheme changes are really are coming to fix it. Um, there's no miracle worker. There's no athletic quarterback coming in who's going to be able to avoid these rushes and get outside the pocket and make something happen. So uh, I, you know, looking towards the future, I, I think maybe you're going to have to start looking at, you know, making a change on the coaching staff for an offensive line coach. I mean, just something needs a spark because again, it would be one thing if it was a bad year, be one thing if there were no, you know, numerous injuries all over the board, but it's two consecutive years of just pathetic offensive line play. And I, I don't see a way for the rest of the season to fix it. And that's a real problem, especially with the next three games coming up. Yeah. It's, it's what we've harped on. And as you said, it's, it, it gets kind of old, I'm sure, for you guys to hear. But as long as the offensive line struggles this much, it really just derails everything you're trying to do offensively. Um, certainly, Penix not being 100% didn't help. Certainly, the receivers dropping balls at just a, a wildly alarming rate. Um, and then having – I mean, having no run game kind of comes down to the offensive line because I think Stephen Carr is really good. So – just kind of mix all that up and it you get this offense that is just a mess right now. And the problem is, as you said, no, there's no one person that's going to fix it. I thought uh, you, those on social media probably saw on Saturday, the calls to bench Penix were probably as loud as they've been all season. Honestly, it was, I don't even know what the word telling almost that literally the first play Jack Tuttle comes in and is absolutely hammered on a sack uh, where just right in his face gets drilled, knocked to the ground. And I believe that was on third down that ended the drive. It, it doesn't matter if Jack Tuttle's a quarterback, like this offensive line is bad, no matter who's taking the snaps under center. 
and that just derails everything. Um, on top of that, though, there's been a lot more talk as the season has gone on about offensive coordinator Nick Sheridan. His his play calling has left a lot to be desired, and again, this is just kind of another cog and is what and what has made this a really disappointing season offensively. Um, I think at times he's too predictable and conservative. You pretty much know that a run is coming on first down on to start every drive and on just most first downs in general. And it, it's it's something that defenses have caught on to as well. And when you come become predictable, then defenses can capitalize on that. What have you thought of about what Sheridan has done this season? It's hard. It's really hard, especially again, when the offensive line is so bad, it's hard to critique play calling when plays don't have time to develop. Um, Again, part of that is also on the quarterback. When you have a quarterback, that's just not really mobile and not comfortable. Forget about even being mobile, not comfortable with his legs at all. Um, Not comfortable throwing on the run. So look, it's hard. Obviously there's a lot of criticism there. Um, but I think that sort of goes both ways with, with the quarterback position, um, the offensive line, as well as the play calling. Um, we've, you know, I've come on this podcast every week and talked my, you know, talked my throat off about how they need to use Hendershot more, um, how he's the key to the offense. They haven't really done that. But again, is that because Hendershot is the third read and we only have time to make one or two reads Yeah, is that, Teams are focusing on him, knowing that if we don't get it to Hendershot, we're going to target Freifogel for 15 times a game. I mean, it, it's it's really it's really hard when to blame Nick Sheridan for the play calling when just so much has gone wrong with with the whole system. And I, I don't think we need a system overhaul. I don't think I, people should be calling for Sheridan's job. I think that evaluation should come next year. Um, but uh, it has look. That's not to absolve him from blame. He has not been very good. The, the play calling has not been very creative. You know, the best offensive coordinators scheme players open. He has been unable to do that. But again, there's just there's so much wrong. I I can't. I both can't absolve him from blame, and I can't place the whole thing on him. I I just don't think that's fair. Yeah, and. I guess kind of in his defense, there have been times when guys have been open. A lot of times Ty Freifogel and he's dropped passes and that's not on Nick Sheridan. Like he is getting, he's running plays to, to help get those guys open and they're just dropping the ball. So situations like that, like there isn't, I don't know what else he's supposed to do, but as you said, this is a thing that just, I don't think there's any one person, one unit, uh, one it, one issue that um, is playing a role, the biggest role in this. It, it's just one of those things where it's all kind of added up to the performance we got on Saturday, which was one of the worst offensive performances I can remember. And the fact that it was a, their first shutout since 2000 kind of signifies that. The Hoosiers got some – Surprise news, I should say, offensively on uh, on Monday with a transfer announcement that we will talk a little bit about right in a second. Before we do that, 
as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, Jared, uh, we gave you guys the bet online uh, advice last week, and we nailed the predictions. Even if I didn't take my own advice, uh, bet online is the number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. Uh, they have an updated site with a new interface, more odds, props, contests than ever before. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, we're giving you guys money. Don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. So whether it's football, basketball, boxing, playoff baseball is starting, your favorite Vegas casino games, they have you guys covered this year. Bet Online's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also need to talk to you guys about sweat block. Listen, there's some things that are just kind of not easy to talk about, and one of them is excessive sweating. And uh, there's nothing more embarrassing than being out at the bar on a date with some friends. Uh, raise your arm up and you have those sweat rings. So we have the, the product for you. Sweat block antiperspirant wipes are doctor-created, doctor-recommended. Uh, you simply apply the wipe before... Um, or before bed at night, wake up the next day, shower, you're set, works up to seven days. There's a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. It's featured and tested by firefighters on the Rachel Ray show. It's been a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years, over 13,000 reviews. It's, it's a proven product. I've used it. I, I can recommend it for whatever that's worth. Uh, so head on over today to sweatblock.com, get it 20% off with promo code locked on. That is promo code locked on to get 20% off at sweatblock.com. Uh, also available at Amazon, as we said, or CVS. Uh, as we mentioned, the Hoosiers got a bit of a surprise with the announcement on Monday morning that Tim Baldwin would be entering the transfer portal. Uh, Baldwin lost out on the starting job this uh, during fall camp to Stephen Carr. Uh, through the first five games, had 28 carries for 108 yards. Uh, do you really have much of a kind of reaction to this news, Jared? No. On a team full of just guys, he seems to just be another guy, quite frankly. Um, backfield's a little less crowded uh, than they probably would like, given how they like to rotate running backs. But um, no, it's, 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 look, it's been Stephen Carr's job all season. He's been one of the few players who can really, you know, hang his hat on, on the workload that he's done so far. So I, I don't really have my, I don't think this swings the needle one way or the other. Yeah. It, the interesting aspect is that it thins out the running back room again. Uh, the Hoosiers came into fall camp with running back being arguably, maybe not even arguably, their deepest position with Carr, with Samson James, with Tim Baldwin. But um, Carr won out the starting job, as you said. Samson James immediately left, and Baldwin – I guess wasn't happy with his backup role. Uh, I could understand why only getting five carries a game, but ultimately aside from that Maryland game last year where he ran for 106 yards and six uh, on 16 carries, 
Um, he hasn't really done a lot. So, as you said, it, it, it's kind of another guy, but uh, this was Stephen Carr's job anyway. Uh, it opens up some room for Davion Irvin Poindexter. Uh, Chris Childers is another guy that Tom Allen mentioned. Also mentioned Charlie Spiegel, who uh, IU high school or Indiana high school football fans will remember for setting the um, high school rushing record at New Palestine. Um, but those guys are walk-ons, so I don't really know how much to expect from them. Uh, ultimately, though, this was Stephen Carr's job. want to finish the podcast today on a positive note because it's been a lot of doom and gloom after this Penn State game, but I want to talk about this defense because I talked about them yesterday. Honestly, Saturday's performance was one of my favorite defensive performances I can remember just because of the way that this team has not given up, will not give up on that side of the ball. Uh, I mentioned the the goal line stand in the fourth quarter where it had been really easy to just kind of honestly give up, let them score. But the fact that they held them at the one yard line, I think just kind of typifies the fight that this defense has. Uh, what do you think of, of the defense on Saturday? I mean, there's no more that can possibly be said about them. They they work their butts off every, no matter what the score is. Um, they they didn't hang their heads. It would have been, like you said, very easy to hang their heads. And quite frankly, one thing that I've been really very impressed with this year is given the anemic offensive performances we've put out, it's very, very easy for defenses to get frustrated, to lose focus. Forget about giving up big plays, but just taking unnecessary hits. Um, you'll see, you know, you'll see taunting penalties after a, a loss of two. Um, you know, just leading with helmets. I mean, they are very. They've been very disciplined and very. They've held their own more than held their own. Really, they have been the entire team. So it, it would be so easy for them to just fold and say, we're holding up our end of the bargain. You know, why the hell can't you hold up yours? They haven't done that. I think that's a testament to the coaching staff. Mm -hmm. I think it really is that they've been able to keep these kids disciplined. And again, you're dealing with a bunch of 18 to 21 year old kids. It's not easy to do, not easy to keep their emotions in check. And a special, special, beyond special shout out to Micah McFadden. Uh, we were texting this weekend he might be the best individual player of this era of Indiana football. Quite frankly, since Antoine Randall L, I mean, we were yeah. comparing, you know, with Tevin Coleman, it might be, he might be equal to Tevin Coleman. This is a special football player, you know, regardless of what happens at the next step, you know, the next stages of his career, what his pro aspects look like. It doesn't matter. He is a great Indiana football player and he is carried he has set the tone and he has carried this defense all year. We talked about, you know, in the Cincinnati game, him getting ejected for targeting changed the game. We're still mad about that. But I just so so much credit to hit to the to the defense as a whole, and especially to Micah McFadden individually, who is just a special football player and a special kid. Yeah, when you're listing off players, the top IU players kind of of this era. Um, I mean, it's a very short list. It's, it's Randall L that you mentioned. It's Tevin Coleman. 
It's maybe James Hardy, even though he, he I believe he was only two, maybe three years. And there's one, not one year of Jordan Howard. <laughs> yes. The one year of Jordan Howard was incredible. The Michigan game, especially uh, T gray scales was another great one, but I mean, these are elite elite guys and just looking at McFadden uh, statistically second on the team of tackles first on the team in tackles for loss second in sacks uh, first in quarterback hits first in fumble recoveries first in forced fumbles. This is, it seems like every time there's like a big kind of momentum changing defensive play or just a, a moment, a momentum stopping play for the offense, it's McFadden. And you, I just can't sing his praise enough. Again, as you said as well, when it comes to the defense as a whole, uh, if we're kind of placing some blame on Nick Sheridan and talking about that, credit goes to Charlton Warren for coming in his first year. I know this is kind of a Tom Allen defense and that's his specialty, but Charlton Warren stepping in and um, not – this this team not missing a beat is a testament to him and to this program that Tom Allen has built. But I wanted to to take a segment and just talk about Micah McFadden, talk about this defense because this is a truly truly special defense. I think I don't know that statistically they're ever going to get to be top ten like Tom Allen wanted them to be this year. As you mentioned, the offense kind of continually puts him behind the eight ball, but this is perhaps my favorite defensive unit at IU. I know that's not a, a high bar to clear with the Kevin Wilson years uh, being a good chunk of that, but uh, shout out to that defense and what they've been able to accomplish this season. And I'd just like to say they, w- they would be Tom Allen's top 10 defense if the offense could sustain drives. Forget about points oh, yeah. and forget, forget about winning. The amount, the, they would, the stats would just reflect their effort and how good they've been. If you could get even two or three seven-minute drives a game, uh, that end in field goals. I mean, it, it really does not matter. That sustained offense is the one thing stopping them from being a top 10 unit. I'm considering them a top 10 unit. That's my moral victory for the season. <laughs> uh, that's I had, I had to get that off my chest. No, you're 100% right. If this was this was last year's offense. Yeah, this is easily a top 10 defense uh, statistically. So uh, you're 100% right on that. Uh, thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow. Probably take a break from some of the football talk, talk about some other football, uh, the, the men's and women's soccer teams. Uh, now, for your second listen today, head on over to the Locked on Big Ten podcast. We'll be on there later this week to talk about IU football with Nate Dickinson. Uh, As always, make sure to leave a rating and review if you guys haven't already. Uh, We'll also be back later this week with another special guest on Thursday's episode. We will get back to talking about football then and probably some more talk about the offense. Uh, Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Follow us on Instagram if it's back up at Locked On Hoosiers as well. Be sure to head on over to the Locked On Bets podcast. No IU football game this week, so if you guys need some betting advice, not from us, uh, head on over to uh, listen to your boy Q, handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Uh, follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag or wherever you guys get podcasts. Have a great Tuesday, everybody, in LEO.